0: Good afternoon, how are we? All shake your your feet a little bit, really helps. Shake them, shake them, shake them. Well, it's helping me anyway. Um, Well, we are down to the final session of the day. I am totally information overload, but I'm so looking forward to this one. Um, And it's one of those things that uh, we've all heard about it, but how much of it do we actually really know about? Um, and put into our lifestyles and into our homes. Uh, We talk about feng shui, of course, amplifying life intentions with feng shui placements. Um, Of course, we all know space affects us. I love the way that our next speaker, Gina, came and said, she's like, can I rearrange the furniture, please? It's like, of course you were going to do that. Um, So I'd like to welcome onto the stage, Gina Lazenby, um, chair of the Feng Shui Society. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, I'm dazzled by the lights here, completely dazzled. Well, good afternoon, well done. If you've been here all day like me, it's been a long day, but it's been, hasn't it been a great show, have you enjoyed it? I have, it's been the first time, in all the years I've been involved in the feng shui, that we've seen something focused on clutter and organization of space, so I think it's a great show. So let me start by saying um, life intentions, goals things that we want to desire. How can we use Feng Shui? So I'm gonna talk about that. That's me, I'm chair of the Feng Shui Society. We have a stand over there and the Feng Shui Society, is my mic okay? Sounds a bit odd to me. Um, The Feng Shui Society represents a whole group of Feng Shui consultants and schools that we accredit. So if you need a consultation or want to do some study, we have a list on our website uh, and all sorts of great information. That's me. And these are three best-selling books I wrote in the last century. Can you believe it? <laughs> I wrote them in the 20th century. <laughs> and here we are in the 21st century. Uh, feng Shui in the Healthy Home. and uh, Click. Click. Yep. And that's my house, uh, the Healthy Home Retreat, where I used to live. And that's, I wrote my Feng Shui book there, the Feng Shui House book, and my Healthy Home book. And it's a place I now hire out as a retreat and for celebrations. And it's, it's got all the, th- I practice all the things that I was teaching and learning in Healthy Home. So what I'm gonna talk about today is, I mean, we could speak all day about Feng Shui. I'm gonna give you a little, um, a little bit introduction. Who's read some books on some Feng Shui? A few of you, a few of you. Does anybody here know nothing? I wanted to, (laughs) all right, okay. Well, hopefully you'll all get something. But I'm looking down here. But when I say it's all about energy, we are energy, we're energy beings. The space around us is energy. Other people are energy. Literally, we are surrounded by energy. And what feng shui is doing is giving us a bit of a language, a bit of a framework for understanding that energy, the energy of us and the energy of space around us, because it's the invisible world that we're talking about. And in terms of the energy of place, you know, if you have a building or a place, the things that affect it are its shape, look at the difference in shapes here, what it's made of, concrete or timber, how much light it has, who lived there or what happened before, something tragic, something nice. All of these things affect the place. You can see the difference in the two buildings there. Everything affects the place, and it affects you, it affects your emotions, and it affects your behavior as well. So your home, your place, where you live, whether it's a building or an apartment, that is you, you, you you've chose it, you created it, you designed it, it's your space. So you're in a constant dialogue with your place. It's having an effect on you, you're having an effect on it, and you're inextricably linked with it. Like this guy, you remember him from children's stories? The crooked man, and he lived in the crooked house. Now, did did the man move into the crooked house and become crooked? Or did the crooked man go into the house and the house become crooked? It's an interesting thought, isn't it? But, you know, this is a, an amplification of what happens, in, in a sense, you know, how they say people look like their dogs, uh, owners look like their dogs. Well, you know, there's an element of your house that reflects in you. So we're coming back to the feng shui as a, as a set of rules, as a framework, as a way of understanding energy. And this is a luapan which uh, bought in China years ago, it's not something I, I can read and understand, but it's a map, it's a map of energy, as is this. Okay. My battery's run out. Okay, got it. This is called a bagua, some of you may have heard of it. It's an energy map of a space. It's like a template you can lay over a, a space, a room or a house. It's got nine areas, nine life segments, li- nine life sectors back here and then this is another representation of those nine so you've got you know an area they're numbered it's kind of a deep body of knowledge but it's simplistically speaking this is an energy map so you have an area in the top left fortunate blessings it's called you've probably heard of the wealth corner that is that area where you would pay attention to in terms of your wealth but also the whole area of life called fortunate blessings not just money That's in that top left, you've got the the top right, number two, relationships, earth element, the marriage corner, relationships, all relationships. You've got fame, you've got opposite end, you've got your journey and your career. So all these different life segments are represented in a place. And then, simplistically, you can, and this is one approach in Feng Shui, you can overlay that map onto your room, or to your home. So what we're seeing is the way it orientates is that your entry point is always gonna be on the bottom line of either eight, or in area one, or area six. So here, that house, the door is in area eight, bottom left-hand side. Move on to the next one here, you've got the door going in on the right, area number six, helpful friends, and this one going in the middle here. So that's just in your mind, you can take a picture of that with your camera if you want, that's just showing you there's an energy, a way of placing an energy map. You're taking pictures, I'll wait for you to do that. Here we go. Okay, it's gone two. Okay, so good feng shui. Good feng shui is where the energy moves. The energy's moving. It's moving, it's unobstructed. There's a sense of well-being there's, there's space to breathe. There's light. Now then, is this good feng shui? I don't think so. It's a very overloaded space. So it's going to be very difficult to live in this space and not feel overwhelmed because the overwhelm of this person is being reflected into the space. They are unable to cope. They can't let go of things. They can't, they can't be discerning. So the space gets more and more overloaded and more difficult to handle. So. What we always want in feng shui in life is the free flowing of energy, of information, of movement. And here on the next one, you can see that here in this river, there's an obstruction in the flow of the water. And you can see the obstruction because that's where the stagnation is. The scum in the water is caught around that and got stuck. And this is a physical showing of what happens when energy can't move. It's getting stuck and it causes stagnation. Then when you go back to that map, of life sectors, it's going to create secondation in one of those areas of your life. Maybe health, maybe you're stuck in the relationship, maybe you're stuck in your career area or work. So what we're talking about in terms of um, ours and our home is that we have things that we want to hap- have happen in our, we want to become a certain way. We want to attract things and manifest them. And our home is the container for that. So those ideas those desires those wishes come from with us they come out and we externalize them into our life and home and if our home starts to hold those for us then it's easier to manifest them so like this fern there's an unfolding there's a fractal nature of thing where at the core the pattern is repeated as it comes out that's the nature of a fractal there's the pattern as it gets bigger and moves out the same pattern is repeated on a fern you can see the tiny fern is small. You can also sit in the large leaf. So, we want to have, we want to hold within us the things that we want and desire. We want to state them and then they move out, just like this. There's an unfolding. Where shall I point this? Shall I point it here or just, just do it? Okay. So, here, that's it. The physics of possibility, there we are, this energetic being with these thoughts, literally energy coming out. And what we're doing with Feng Shui is making placement on our home to kind of anchor those things in. And the next slide is showing thoughts are are externalized. Thoughts are vibrations and they leave our bodies. They don't just stay in here, they move out. So the more we understand about Feng Shui, the more we kind of capture these thoughts and make them assist in their manifestation. So, um... I don't know, there was a goal setting workshop this morning, I don't know whether you came to it, and the lady was asking how many people you know, set goals, and not everybody not everybody does. But I bet you have thoughts about what you want, even if you don't write them down. But it is good to write them down, it's good to verbalize them, or to clear, state a clear intention of what you want. I'm going to change my job this year, and I want to get paid more money, I want to do something I truly love, and that's my intention. And then things start to coalesce around that, but if you write them down, it's so powerful. So clearly state an intention, crafting something, writing those things down, and then you can begin the changes in your home. Come back to this. You can take a a photograph of this if you want. These are these nine sectors. You're going to start working on a new job or career. You're gonna pay attention to that area we call one, which could be your front door, or it could be to the left or the right of it. But that is where you would work as an example. Uh, More complicated, don't want to introduce too much complexity in, but there's uh, something in um, Taoism. you may have heard of it if you've ever had an acupuncture treatment, the nature of five elements, five energies of this energy of water that nourishes the energy of wood, that nourishes the energy of fire, that nourishes the energy of um, earth, the uh, energy of metal. And it's a moving cycle all the time. And when you know about that, you can use that as a basis of making these adjustments and placements in your house. It's a way of of moving energy. It's not something I can explain in a few minutes, but you may have heard of it, but it's worth studying more of understanding how you can use that. It's quite simple to use. So when you're going to place something in an area of your house, one thing is to buy something new and shiny. Bring it in and place it there with an intention to think about it and it's almost like a a wish a spell you're just placing something there and that is for you kind of imbue it with your desires it gives it power adding words to something and as i say having something new and shiny like that uh, is also powerful um, when i showed you that map of energies there was one like fire look at this this is a red spiky plant it actually looks like a flame and it's red so there's a kind of a double whammy there we're using shape and color you could put that in the fame area if you want to have a higher profile be more well known because you're energizing that fire element which I showed you on the map so you understand so if you understand more you can see how you can take something that looks like that energy or represents it as a symbol of it and place it and I've done this before now and people will tell you that have used feng shui. That you can do something like this and a couple of hours later, you can get a call. I've done this. I had a plant in my fame area. I noticed it was growing and I noticed it was growing, but it had no stick. So I got a taller stick. I moved it up like that. So it was a taller plant. So It was tall all the time, but didn't have the framework there. And I thought, oh, I don't think that's good. And you know what? I got called by BBC Two within an hour. Spooky. But spooky things happen. So just look around for clues in the environment. So that's, that's, that's an example of a placement. Okay, one more time. Um, crystals. They attract light. It's lifting the vibration. So you could put those in the window where they attract light, and they're energizing an aspect of your life. If you go back to that energy map, you might think my, my relationship needs a bit more oomph light, new relationship, it energizes it. But also, while you're energizing, make sure that area is clear. You don't want to energize clutter. Remember that room I showed you that was literally books all over the floor? The last thing you want to do is energize that space because what are you energizing? Clear it out first and then put that new energy in. If you want to travel, then get... looking at the time uh, then get pictures of places you want to go put them on your wall look at them all the time they start to become real and then magic happens so opportunities come because you you've actually put into the space a, an image or a photograph of where you want to go metaphor now talking about relationships swans mate for life you want to mate you can put a picture of two people or you can put a picture of two swans Because what you're saying is, I want a relationship, I want a mate, I want a long-term relationship. And you can empower even more. So this this is two swans. You wouldn't really have a picture of this. But anyway, the next one is the two swans, but the next together. It's a beautiful image. There's a heart shape in there. So you're adding more. You've got the metaphor of what the swans stand for, and then the imagery of the heart and the joining. So you can, it's like a formula, you can use this. When you start to be creative, when you look for art, never put art on the wall that you just put it there because you like the frame. Always put it there because you love it. Um, You see these angel wings here? The things mean something to you, not me. It's what it means, you know, what do these angel wings mean to you? Do they mean, are they spiritual? Do they mean you'll have some angelic help coming in? You'll have helpful friends? Does it mean your life will take off? But it's whatever it means to you because you attach meaning to things. We are meaning-making machines. We're always attaching meaning. So put things in your space that mean something to you. And then you, know, you want to feel more relaxed. Well, have you got somewhere where you can sit down, put your feet up, read a book, and relax? If you haven't, it's gonna be more difficult to relax. Create the place to be, and it's in your home constantly inviting you. It's an invitation to sit down and have a quiet few minutes. I talked earlier about business, Uh, more opportunities work. You know, the front door, is it well lit? Is it clear? Does the doorbell work? The number of times any of us who do Feng Shui have talked to people who are looking for more clients or a different job, and the doorbell doesn't work, so how can opportunity ring the doorbell? I know that an opportunity can knock on the door, but give them the doorbell to ring the bell. Make it clear. And then I'm, you know, I talked about art a second to go choose out with care as much we, I mean, this is kind of, I, I love this image, because this is a piece of art, who in their right minds would have this in their home, really, I have to say, I don't criticize people's art, I ask them what, what it says to them. But could this say anything else other than life's an uphill struggle, really, it's, it's, it, you're kind of, kind of inviting hard work, you're inviting hard work there. So choose things that have a powerful image. And then this is something that um, uh, Carol <laughs> Carol, yeah. Carol, did a consultation on where it was a business where they had great confusion in the business and tremendous challenges. And then she goes in the boardroom and she finds out a picture of a ship at sea on a stormy sea. And that's exactly the energy that's in the business. So you've got to watch out for the art that goes on the space. This is a great picture here. This is moving, an invitation to move into the future. You look at it and your energy is pulled forward into the future, but you can't see the end destination. It's kind of just around the corner, which is what life is, it's pulling you forward. And then just a few minutes about our intention for having a great meeting, you know, where you sit is important. And here in this meeting room, there's a power seat. And the power seat is this one at the bottom The one at the end, which also looks powerful, has a door behind it. So both of those are more powerful, in a sense, than the rest of the seats together. But that one's got the door behind. But this one, sitting there, nobody can approach from behind. They can see everything. They've got a big view of the business and the situation. That's a powerful seat. So when you go and have a meeting with someone, seek out positions that will give you not an unfair advantage, but an advantage. So if I was having a meeting, I wouldn't go here because I could be forced to sit on a stool or a long way from the person I'm having a meeting with, and I wouldn't be able to have a good connection with them. This one here, there's no way you know, if I said, "Oh, meet me in the So-and-so place," and I get there, and I think, "Where am I going to sit?" I would personally choose to sit in the red chairs. But if there's three of, them, there's only two chairs there. Now this next picture is the ideal one here. So you've got these comfortable seats in a circle, you're all equal, you've got a round space, you've got some orange there. It kind of sets up a good vibe for the meeting, you know? You don't put somebody, you can put someone at a disadvantage by sitting in a powerful seat, but if you want to have equality in the meeting and a good outcome, then that's a good structural space. And lastly, this is an image taken from my book. This is an actor. This is his home. This is the spare room, which is also his office, what the family called it Spare Room. And so the, the room was a bit schizophrenic. They didn't know whether it was the spare room or his office. And he, he didn't have anywhere to read his scripts when his projects came in. And he didn't have a good start to the day. So we, we changed the room. We got rid of the bed because it was rarely used, and we put a sofa bed in there. And we, we, we tidied it up. And we've got the desk where he can sit and plan the day because he's not working there all day, he's out. But he needs to start the day from a solid space. And he wants, gets his scripts and he sits in his script chair and he's comfortable and he's got somewhere to read. You see what I mean? You set up the space so that therefore everything becomes easier. Nothing's done. Another one of my favorite slides. Literally, nothing is carved in stone. And because we're working with energy, you can actually make anything happen. You can. In fact, you don't need to touch anything, really. You can just think it powerfully enough. But you can also use your home as a powerful vessel to support you in creating things. And here, uh, okay. At the Feng Shui Society, we have webinars we have an, uh, an advice forum where we've got professionals answering questions you may have about your home. We've got a special offer if you want to become a friend. We've got these, which you can come and get from the stand. Um, I'm pressing here, it's not changing. Oh, okay, go back again. And um, you can become a friend and have access to a whole heap of resources and get access to copies, uh, free access to copies of all the videos from the conference we just had. So, We're here to guide as a society, we're here to guide. We help people develop a career and um, become Feng Shui practitioners, but also just help you in making the most of your home and realize more about the relationship you have with your home and how you're in a powerful position to change. It's your home, you can do anything you like with it. If you do it consciously and understand your relationship with space, then you can make anything happen. So now I'm coming to the end and I've got time now for questions. If anybody wants to ask me a question, I've not run over time, which is brilliant, I have to say. <laughs> well done, <laughs> well <too> done.
0: <laughs> um, Normally run over time. Yes. Um, does anyone have a question at all? Oh, there we go. I lo- yeah. I love your conviction. Hang yeah. on. I'm coming over. Hello. Have, could you recommend Out of Your Books, which is the go-to book, um, if you know you want to know about... Feng Shui. Okay,
1: you mean my books? Your books. Yes, well, Yeah, No, really. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that they've been out of print for 20 years. Can you believe that? Go on eBay, because people recycle them as they are supposed to, aren't you? Get rid of the books once you've used them, so people put them up for sale on Oxfam sites or whatever. Go there. The Feng Shui House book is actually, although I did write it myself, <laughs> it's a pretty good um, beginner's guide visual. It's a Conran coffee table book, so 200 pictures in there. And uh, case studies. So find that on eBay. And that's a good one. And the healthy home is about the energy of home and how you've got feng shui, you've got geopathic stress, earth energies, you've got uh, electromagnetic fields you know, so that affect your sleep, you've got chemicals, and it looks at how you could reduce all those, like I have at The Healthy Home, so they can have a calmer environment. So it's not just about that placement of energy, but it's creating calmness, reducing the electromagnetic field. So it's a kind of an aspect of it as
0: well. Yes. Amazing. I, I quite like that. It's almost very exclusive, isn't it? Only available on eBay <laughs> if you can find it, you know. <laughs> how to wet people's appetite. <laughs> um, any other questions? I'm going to ask a question as I come over here. Do you go to other people's homes and just have to rearrange all their furniture for them? You know, like, just friends, I mean, friends and family. You
1: know, it's funny, but you kind of switch off unless somebody asks you a question and asks for help. <laughs> um, hi. The question I have is around the body energy and the home energy. What sort of link is there in Feng Shui? There is a link. It's deeper because... Um, there are, you know, that nine, that grid of nine, those five elements. Well, if you study Taoism and traditional Chinese medicine, you'll understand there is there's a place for each thing. It's like the kidney energy is in that area of one uh, career. So if that's in ba- out of balance in your house, you could well have kidney issues, bladder issues, and you could, and that's also to do with willpower, there are emotions, in, and so therefore you probably feeling like this, so it's not just the career and your purpose and the front door, it's that. So yes, it's very multi, it's a huge study. I mean, you can spend years studying it, but it's a a beautiful system. It really is very empowering. Sorry, Just on that note, um, is there a recommendation to start learning about the combination between home and health? Uh, It's part of a feng shui study actually, but as a feng shui... yeah. the basics? Where would you start? Um, Go to the Feng Shui Society stand and find out what courses we have. We don't always deliver them, but our our, our, our practitioners do. There's all sorts of courses that they have. So you don't do that as a beginner. You get the house and you get your own home done. And then the next level is deepening that understanding of the five elements. I mean, I've just been doing a one-year course in food as medicine. Uh, and uh, acupuncture is five years. But I have to say, it's an exciting, beautiful system. And it's, in the East, it's literally all linked and coordinated in the way in the West we separate things. Like our home has got nothing to do with us, it's nothing to do with our health. It all comes together in the one
0: beautiful energetic framework. Wonderful. Do we have any more questions at all? Um, so, where did you say the stand is? Big
1: red logo there. There we go. Yeah, There's go there. there. <laughs> and then and, and get one of these and go to our website, yeah. And I thank you for your attention on what has probably been a long, tiring day, but I hope you maybe just take one thing home that you might just have a look at. New
0: eyes. It's looking at your home with new eyes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And the reason they're giving you attention is because it was interesting. So <laughs> thank you so much. Well, this is uh, the, the last of today on the main stage. Is anyone back here tomorrow? I oh, am. Um... Yay. Um, So to kickstart the day tomorrow morning is the queen of clean, uh, Lindsay. So um, a great way, energetic way to start off the day tomorrow. Um, Feel free to stay sitting here if you need to rest your feet. But of course, um, the stands will be open until five o'clock. So you can go around and visit some of your favorite brands. So thank you very much, guys. Have a great evening.